discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So I'm, I've been sharing with you on uh, foundations, right? Foundations for living a successful Christian life. Isn't it so? Psalm 11, verse 3. Our key scripture is Psalm 11, verse 3. Psalm 11, verse 3. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So as a righteous child of God, your foundations are very important. If they are saying S or so, if they say that S-O is low and N-O is so, what do you think will happen to your English? You speak very bad English, isn't it? Yes. So your the foundations that you have makes a world of a difference. Okay? Uh-huh. The kind of foundations you have makes a world of a difference. So we are looking at very important things that as a Christian, you know, you must have in place as a Christian in your life. That does it make is it a good thing to do? Very important thing. If you miss some of these things, you have missed something very, very important. Okay? Yes. The Bible says that other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Okay? That's in First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. So one of the first foundations we mentioned was a fact, um, the foundation of knowing Jesus and knowing and loving Jesus, isn't it? Yes, because Jesus is the actual foundation upon which we are all built. Hallelujah. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the foundation that was rejected by the Pharisees, by the rulers of the synagogue, around whom God was actually building his, his building. Luke chapter 20, verse 17. Luke chapter 20, verse 17. He says, And he beheld them and said, What is this then that is written? The stone which the builders rejected the same is become the head of the corner. The stone which the builders what, rejected is become what? The head of the corner. Let's read a lighter version. Let's read um, maybe BB. Yeah. He says, but he looked, this is Jesus talking to the Pharisees. He says, but he looking on them said, is it not in the writings, the stone which the builders put on one side, the same has become the chief stone of the building or the foundation of the building. Look at the next verse. Then it says, Jesus looked at them and asked, What then does this scripture mean? The stone which the builders... You've taken me to another one. The stone which the builders rejected is become whatever. 
So back to BBA now. He says, verse 18, everyone falling on that stone will be broken. But the man on whom the stone comes down will be crushed to dust. This foundation is such that if you fall on the foundation, if you build on the foundation, he says you'll be broken. You'll be broken into pieces and you'll be made, when, when, a, when a piece of, uh, of, of clay or a pot, let's say you have a, a flower pot, okay, and it is broken, do you know that they can remake it into becoming another thing? Aha. Uh-huh. So what, is, what Jesus is saying is that he is the foundation. The one who relies on the foundation will be broken into pieces and will be remade. You will have a remaking. You will become a new man, a new person altogether. But if you don't receive the foundation and the foundation falls on you, just imagine if we built, we built this building on you. The foundation was built on your chest. Hey, Manchester. What do you think will happen? He says, you will be crushed, eh? Will be crushed to dust. You'll be crushed to dust. Yes, you'll be crushed to powder. You can't, they can't use you for anything. Hey! So Jesus is the stone or the, the, the cornerstone or the foundation upon which we build. Okay? Yes. He's the foundation upon which we build. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Look at Ephesians 2, 19. If, Jesus, if you don't build on Christ, you are making a mistake. If Jesus is not your focus, you are making a mistake. Jesus must be your focus. Jesus must be the reason why you are existing. Jesus must be the reason why you are moving around. Jesus must be the reason why you are singing. Not because of anyone or anything. Not because you are looking for money or because you are looking for fame or power, or influence, but because you just, you just love Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2, please, verse 19. He says, Now therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens of the saints and of the household of God. Next verse. Then he says, And you are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. So there are some foundations called the foundations of the apostles and prophets. We'll talk about that. Okay. But then he says, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone or the chief foundation. Okay? There's a, there's a portion of the foundation of this building that if you should remove, it will affect everything. Yes, there's a chief cornerstone. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Okay? So Jesus is the chief cornerstone upon which everything is built. So if you're a child of God and you're building up on something else, your foundation is not good. It's weak. And if the foundation be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? What shall the righteous do if your foundations are not correct? If there's something wrong with your foundation, what is the righteous going to do? Hallelujah. So as soon as you change your, your reason for existence into something else, be into a, a boy. It's because of a boy that you're around. Or because of a girl that you're around. <laughs> One guy was in a certain church and he was met by uh, his pastor after some time. And his pastor asked him, I've not seen you in church for a while. What is wrong? Then he said, I came to church to find a beloved. I came to church to find a wife. And I've not found any, so I've left. Ah. 
This is a true story. <laughs> it's a true story. Wrong foundation. Pastor Sandra, is it true or is it not true? It's true. I mean, she, she has an experience like that. Yes. The person said, I came to look for a wife. I have not found any, so I'm not coming again. Hey, you are around because of a wife. Sometimes I get calls from certain people who say that, oh, they can really sing. Yes, recently I had a call. We can, I can really sing. So, I mean, I, I want to come and come and sing in your church and then be around. And then, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And I said, oh, we don't do those things in our church. If you want to come, come and, become a, come, and be a, come and be around. Yes, and enjoy the blessings of the Lord. You are not coming to sing for money. Hey! Yeah, that was a very, I had a very, the guy is from a certain country and he has come and he wants to come and come and be in our church so that he can sing. Yes. I had a meeting with somebody who said he could translate into Chi. Yes. He came to my office. Why have you come? Oh, I realized that uh, you, you preach in, in English. You have some tree speaking people around, so I want to translate into tree for you. So that that's what I do, so that you can, you know, we can see what we can do, uh, and then we'll see how things will go. And then when it comes to money, nobody wants to mention it earlier. We'll see what we can do, and we'll see how it will go. I said, Oh, brother, that is not why we are here. That is not why we are here. You see, his reason for being a Christian is different, it's very different. He's not a Christian, he's doing business it's not because he loves Jesus Christ, though. Hallelujah. So, Jesus must be your focus. Jesus must be your focus. Now, if you read in your Bible, you will see how the Bible talks about us being priests. Okay? If you read in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. 1 Peter 2, 5. When you get there, 1 Peter 2, verse 5. Hallelujah. Yeah. 1 Peter 2, verse 5. Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood. And holy priesthood. He says, we are a holy priesthood. You also are lively stones, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house. You are built up as a spiritual house. Okay? You are, and we are an holy priest. We are, we are priesthood. And go to verse 8. A, a priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God. Verse 9. But you were a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Can you imagine? We are a royal priesthood. So turn to the nearest priest by you and say, How are you, Mr. Priest? Or Miss, Miss Priest? Or Mrs. Priest? We don't have priestess in, in, the, in the kingdom of God. We are all priests. We are not priests. There's no, there's no priestess. Hallelujah. Hey! <laughs> We are also, can you imagine that you were a priest? As you are saying, you were a priest. Turn to the other neighbor and say, Hello, neighbor, priest. Mr. Priest. Miss Priest or Mrs. Priest. Dr. Priest. I'm not the one, you see, it's in the Bible. All of us are priests. And the major purpose of a priest, okay, is found in Deuteronomy. He says, the priest shall come near, isn't it? And they shall bless. 21, Deuteronomy 21, verse 5. He says that, and the priests, the sons of Levi, shall come near. Okay? For them the Lord 
thy God has chosen to minister unto him. The Lord your God has chosen to minister unto So it's like, as a priest, God has brought you near unto him to minister unto him. Or to, like, to, to be a friend. To be with him. To serve him. To love him. To know him. So that you can make him known to others. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Do you agree that you're a priest? I just showed you you're a priest, right? Uh-huh. Or a priestess. Hallelujah. And God is showing you, he says, the priest, the sons of Levi, shall come near unto him, unto me. For them, the Lord thy God has chosen to minister unto him. And to bless in the name of the Lord. And by their word shall every controversy and every stroke be tried. Have you seen it? So as a priest, as a child of God, you are, you are a royal priest. You are a king and you are also a priest. Let me show you some more scriptures concerning the fact that you are a priest. Okay, go to um, Revelation chapter 1, verse 5. There's a very popular scripture there. There's another one in chapter 5, verse 8. Okay, it says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood, verse 6, and has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. So God has made, Jesus has made us priests and kings. Are you seeing it? So as you are sitting, if you are born again, when you get born again, you are made a king in the house of God, and you are also made a priest in the house of God. So together you are called a royal priesthood. We are called a royal priesthood. Why? We are kings and we are priests. Where the word of the Lord is, there is power. That is why we speak the word of God. That is why there is power in the words that we speak. Are you seeing it? Uh-huh. So a king, a king speaks. A king does not do things. He speaks and things are done. That is why you need to speak. You need to use the word of God. You need to declare the word. As you declare the word of God, things are accomplished. So you must function as a king and also function as a priest. Okay? And I'm showing you the main... There's another one in chapter 5, isn't it? Revelation chapter 5, is it verse 6 or verse 8? Look at verse 6. Revelation 5, 6. Go to verse 10. And they sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed, that, redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And has made us, you have made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Have you seen it? He has made us what? Kings and priests. I've showed you four different scriptures. First Peter uh, chapter 2 verse 5. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9. Revelation chapter 1 verse 5 and 6. Revelation chapter 5 verse 9 and 10. Do you see? He's made us kings and priests. So accept the fact that you were priests. Tell your neighbor you were priests. Brother, sister, you are a priest. Accept your responsibility. Accept your role. Accept your calling. Your blessing is in accepting what you are. Oh, yes. You have to accept what you have become. If you don't accept it, you, you, you do, you'll be moving around and all of that, and it, you see that it's not working. Do you see? Romans chapter 5. Look at Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Romans 5.17, it shows you that we are to reign in, by, by one, Jesus Christ. We, we have a ruling. God has made us kings, and as kings, we must rule. 
now that fuel prices has gotten to a certain level, it is time to rule. Yeah. How do you rule? You rule with your words. Yeah. Hey. Now that dollar is flying all over the place, it's time to rule. Yeah. See, come pay the day, hallelujah. Yeah. Money does not like noise. Yeah. Yes, so don't be talking plenty around. This is an advice from the president. Don't be talking too much. You make it worse if you talk too much. Hey! Speak positively. Yes. I don't know. This morning, I think I was talking about uh, uh, fuel, pri- fuel prices. Yes. I was reading the Bible just a week ago concerning Joseph sending camels to Jacob, his, his father, to bring him all the way from, you can check the distance from the land of Canaan okay, you can calculate from Beersheba all the way to uh, 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 Egypt Cairo, so you can do uh, you can calculate. I think initially it used to be Alexandria yeah, so that's the old one so you can do from Alexandria to Beersheba and see the distance see the fuel that he would have and he sent him many camels many challenges, you have to rule it's not time to be complaining and saying things. We don't know how things are going to be. Every time the fuel is going, whatever. Start saying that, me, my car will never lack fuel. <laughs> Some people are not saying it. They are... As a king, you must rule with your words. You have to rule with your words. You have to rule with what you are saying. What are you saying? Ask your neighbor, what are you saying? I am sick. I don't know how I'm, how I'm going to walk and do this. I'm, I'm too tired. I'm too stressed. I'm not doing well. My money is not coming to me. Money is coming to me in the name of the Lord Jesus. I am ending in dollars in the name of the Lord Jesus. Just a few hours ago, I was talking to one of our, one of our people who was going for, he's done a job, okay? And the job is $3,500. And he's on, he was on his way to go and collect $3,500. So why some people are complaining? He's ending dollars. If you say that things are not going, are not working for it, it will not be working. Yes, I was just having a conversation. Oh, if I do this, 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 I actually get ten thousand dollars. He's sitting in this our same country in which people are complaining and it's earning dollars. Yes, and it's rising. Oh yes. You there don't say nice things and just be saying bad things all over the place every time. You say it in your heart. You say it on your lips. You say it in your conversation. Everybody's complaining in the country. Don't join them. Try your best. It is easier to join them. It is difficult not to join them. Choose the difficult path. And decide not to join them. When they are talking, so media, I'm, I'm going for it. Yeah. And you are attracting prosperity. That's what you are doing. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Those who know their God, they shall do exploits. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm talking about, knowing Jesus. You must know Jesus now more than ever because it is only through knowing Jesus that you make exploits. Hey! Hmm. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. It says they shall reign as kings. The Amplified will tell you they shall reign as kings in life by one, Jesus Christ. So we are to reign as kings. Eh? They reign as kings in life through the, the one man, Jesus Christ. You reign, we reign as kings through Jesus. Not outside of Jesus, through Jesus. That is why you must get to know him more and more and more and more and more in these critical times. It is the people who know their God. They shall what? They shall work strong and they shall do exploits. 
So it is now, now is the, be, the best time to know your God. It's in Daniel, Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. King James, please. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall be called by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. It is time to know your God. It is time to know your Jesus. It is time to get closer to Jesus. Ask me, are you in the church or you have gone home? <laughs> it is time to get to know Jesus so that you can be strong and do exploits. Yes. You can be strong and do exploits. I cannot go down. I'm going higher and higher. Why? Because I'm in Christ. And Christ is in me. Yes. My God supplies all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Yes. So I'm showing you as a king and as a priest, as a priest, your first call is towards your Lord, is to get to know your Lord. Deuteronomy 21 verse 5, once again. And the priests, the sons of Levi, shall come near. For them the Lord thy God has chosen to minister unto him. To minister unto him. Unto him. Do you see? To minister unto him. So we are chosen by God to minister unto him. We are chosen by God to be with him. To study him. To get closer to him. Mark chapter 3. Mark 3.14. So let's, let's go to 3.14. Okay. So Jesus, this is Jesus. Jesus prayed and then chose 12 disciples. Are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? Ask your neighbor, are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? Or you are something else? Who is a disciple of Jesus Christ? No, I want to know what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. What does it mean when we say someone is a disciple of Jesus Christ? You can be born again and not be a disciple of Jesus Christ. You can be born again and not be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Who is a disciple of Jesus Christ? Anybody? Someone who does what? Follows Jesus and learns from someone who is a student of Jesus. Someone who is understanding Jesus Christ. When we say disciple, we mean someone who is understanding Jesus. Or understand the Greek word is mathetis. Okay? Mathetis. It means what? To use the same formula, it means mathematics. That's where mathematics comes from. The word mathematics is from the word mathetis, which means disciple. So a mathematician is actually a disciple. And mass, you see, two plus two in Accra is the same as two plus it's, a, it's the same as four. Two plus two is equal to four in Damongo. Same thing. Distance notwithstanding, time notwithstanding. If the person is in Kenya and you are in Ghana, it's still two plus two here is the same as two plus two there. So a, 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 a disciple is one who is understanding Christ and is walking in the steps of Christ. Please, you understand? <laughs> so actually, we've been called to be disciples of Christ. In Matthew 28, Matthew 28 verse 20, it says, All power and authority in heaven and earth is given unto me. Go ye therefore. Are you following me? Okay. Go ye therefore and preach unto all nations. And he says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. I missed something. 19. Go to verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. The word teach all nations is to make disciples of the nations. That's what he's talking about. NIV. Yes, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Have you seen it? So actually, Christianity has to do with making disciples of all nations. Making, making people who follow Jesus. Who are interested in knowing Jesus. 
That is, this is the foundation of Christianity. <laughs> this is the foundation of Christianity. We are to make disciples. Not to make church members. To make disciples of the nations. Do you see? Make pupils out of the nations. Followers of Jesus. People who are interested in getting to know Jesus. If you miss that foundation, like I said, you've missed something very great. So go back to Mark chapter 3, verse 14, where we're reading. So Jesus called some people, he says, and he ordained 12 that they should be with him. The first reason for ordaining the 12, the first reason for the 12 disciples was for them to be with him. For them to be with him. For them to be his people. To be people who, are, who know him. Do you understand? Yes. So as a child of God, your first responsibility is to get to know Jesus. That's why Paul said that I may know him. If you don't know him, he cannot send you forth to preach. What are you going to talk about? If you don't know me, how I, what can you go and say about me? Oh, I know Bishop. I know Bishop. He likes wearing blue and red a lot. Ah, is that you don't know? You don't know anything about me. Yes, you don't know much about me. Hey. <laughs> so you cannot be sent when you don't know him. You are to know him. And as you know him, you can be sent. You can talk about him. Some years ago, one Nigerian president died. And it was not declared. His death was not declared until after about three weeks. For three weeks, nobody knew that he was dead. Do you see? If um, a journalist somewhere comes to tell you that the president that president was dead at that time. Would you believe it? Why wouldn't you believe him? Because, I mean, he's a journalist. It's false news. I'm journalists do some journalists, not all journalists, but all kinds of journalists, some of the journalists say all kinds of things just so that their papers should be read and all of that. It's not everything you read in the news that is correct. You know that. Some people feel that so long as it's news, it's true. <laughs> I remember some time ago, there was this thing that my wife was doing and it was put in the newspapers. What she said and what was in the paper were two different things. I don't know if you remember. It was not, it was not the same. He was like, ah, this is not what I said. The guys had twisted the thing and put something else in there. Yes, for more readers. Hmm. So if a journalist comes to tell you that, oh, the president has died, you don't, you don't believe it. But if the pre that president's wife came to tell you that my husband has passed on, Will you believe it? Yeah. Why will you believe it? She's close. She's lying on the same bed with him. Oh? And she won't fake such a news. Something as important as she has credibility. It's dear to her. Oh, yes. Have you seen it? Uh-huh. So, you can't talk about him or you can't make him known without knowing him. It's not possible. It's not possible. And it's a quest to reading every day. Someone asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said that, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength or with all your might. Yeah. This is the law and the prophets. So our first duty is to love our Lord. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. 
if you love Jesus, you will keep his word. You see, you, you will read his word and you will start keeping it in your heart. One of the foundations that I'm going to talk about, the next one I'm going to talk about is the foundation of doing the word. It's a foundation. Taking your time to do that, to practice God's word. If you miss it, you have missed something great. Yes. You need, you need to take your time and patiently do practice the word from one level to another. Just like a child learns how to walk. If someone just wakes up and wants to move mountains with, with his faith. When he has not moved a shoe with his, with his faith. You need to, you need, if it's one level to another, to another, to another. You must learn to practice the word gradually. Don't be in a hurry. There's no, it's not a fast food. <laughs> it's not a fast word. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a drive-through. Hmm? It's not a drive-through at all. Hallelujah. Hmm. Oh yes. So you, you must love the Lord. Tell anybody you must love the Lord. You must love Jesus. You must get to know Him, and you must get to love Him. Now, how do you get to know Jesus? By reading about him. Or what else were you expecting? By reading about him. First Peter, second Peter chapter 1, verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and the knowledge of, our, of Jesus our Lord. He's expecting you to have knowledge of Jesus Christ our Lord. He's expecting you to know about him, to read about him. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are not books for people who are not born, who, who are not born again. They are books for Christians. They are, it's for people who are understanding Jesus. Eh? Hey. Know, know, about, know who he is. Know his character. Do you see? Know, know how he made, what kind of decisions he made. What he said. If you want, a man is not separated from his words. If you want to know somebody, listen to the person talk for some time. As a person talks for some time, you know what kind of a person the person is. The knowledge is what? Epignosis. That is intimate knowledge. A knowledge where the knower and the known become one. That's what he's talking about. Oh, yes. Becoming closer and closer and closer. How? Read about Jesus. Pick your Bible. Go to Luke chapter 1. And start reading Luke chapter 1 all the way to Luke chapter whatever. <laughs> Read the book of John. You will see how Jesus' relationship with, with, with his father was like. It will teach you how, to, how your relationship should, should be with the father. Now someone is saying, how does that bring money into my pocket? You have no idea. <laughs> when you know, you know that Jesus is the supplier of all things. You will never lack anything. Listen, Colossians chapter 1, verse 20. Look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. That question eh, that you just asked in your heart, is, this is the answer. It says, to whom God would make known what is the riches, the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Like, the great, he's talking about the greatest mystery that ever existed. The greatest thing that was hidden from, from prophets. Prophets were looking for it. Angels were looking into it. Everybody was looking for it. Okay, this is the greatest thing that every prophet, every preacher, every angel was looking for. He says that mystery is now revealed unto us. His saints, his children. What is that mystery? The mystery is this. Christ in you. Is when we say Christ in you, what we are saying is Jesus in you. Jesus in you. Jesus in you is equal to 
the hope, the exultant, joyful expectation of glory on all sides of your life. Did you hear what I said? Like the more you get to know Jesus, the more glory you experience. That's what he's telling you. The more you get to know Jesus, the more your business works. Don't ask me, how does it work? How does, how does the baby in the, in the womb of a, of, a, of a woman also grow? Do you know how it works? How does two fluids meet? And then you came out. You came out. Are you fluid? Are you gelatinous? You are not a gelatinous PPT. Gelatinous precipitate. Hey! I don't know how that flew into my mind. It's been so long since I, I heard that thing. Eh? <laughs> it used to be the only thing we, we used to write. Gelatinous precipitate. Or uh, what? Uh, uh, there's another one. I've forgotten. Yeah. You are not a gel. Are you a gel? If you are not a gel, then stop asking, how does Christ... The Bible is telling you that. The more you recognize who, who is in you, who resides in you, and get more knowledge concerning who is in you, the more you get to know who Christ is in you, the more glory you have in your life. You want your business to work? Get to know Jesus some more. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of having so many beautiful things happen in your life. Christ in you, the hope of having plenty, plenty in your life. Having abundance in your life. So it's very, it's, what I'm telling you now is, the, is the, the crucible in which the new creation is made. Getting to know Jesus. Getting to know Jesus. Hallelujah. Christ is all that you know. That's what the Bible says. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The hope of glory. The hope of having many good things happening in your life. You see, the word hope there is helpless. But the meaning is expectation of good. Eh? Joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. Eh? He's talking about an assurance of glory. That's what he's talking about. An assurance. Okay, I had it mixed with parasha. An assurance of having good, having beautiful things, having glory in your life. The more you get to know Jesus, four prices will not be a problem for you. Dollar. Dollar rise will not be a problem for you. When they say the dollar has risen, you are at peace. It doesn't matter. Let's read other versions of this. I don't know if they will, they will say something nice to us. Joyful, exultant expectation of good only. You're expecting only good. The more you get to know him, the more you know, you know that you're expecting good around you. Only good things can happen around you. Yes. He says, which is Christ within and among you. The hope of realizing the glory. This amplified. Other versions. And this is, this, this is the... This is what everybody was looking for. How can Christ be in someone? Some, can, can God be in people? Now God is in you. You must get to know the God who is in you. Do you see? Uh-huh. Yes. And the secret is that Christ is in you. Which means that you will share in the glory of God. Is this, one, this one is futuristic. It's like you will share in the future. But actually it's more than that. 
Yes, that is true. You share in the glory in the future, but he's talking about the for now, now too. Confident, joyful expectation of good, of glorious things. What are glorious things? Your prosperity is glorious to the, in, in, the, in the sight of the Lord. Your health is glorious. Your spirituality is glorious. Oh, yes. He's expecting glory on all sides. How? Christ in you. Now, your job is to get to know this Christ who is in you. Get to know who he is. Get to know who he is. Find out who is in you. Find out who is in you. Who is the one that is in me? Yes, we've learned about who, who you are in Christ. That one is also one of the foundations. But get to know this. The first one is who is Christ in you? Who is this? If you understand that Christ is righteousness in you, you will never struggle with sin anymore. Christ has made righteousness to you. If you will take your time to meditate on some of these things, who this Jesus is in you, it will change your life forever. Yes. Some people are struggling with confidence in life. And they are struggling with confidence. They don't know. They have self-image problems. They have a problem with value. I don't, but do you understand what I'm trying to say? Mm. So Paul prays for the church. Almost all the prayers of Paul was about getting to know Jesus. Almost all of them. Yes. In the knowledge of him. Who? Christ. In the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Not knowledge of things. No, not knowledge of things. In the knowledge of, that's in Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians 1, verse 16. It's epignosis. Yes. He's not talking about revelation knowledge. He's talking about more. More than personal. Have, having a personal intimate knowledge concerning Jesus Christ. On various levels. With respect to the fact that he's your righteousness. With respect to the fact that he's your holiness. With, with, with respect to the fact that he's your health. Okay. He's your wisdom. He's redemption for you. Hmm? He's the one in your boat. <laughs> in the stormy waves of life. He's in your boat. He's your divine shepherd. Your shepherd who supplies and makes sure you do not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You, you, you can be walking. In, if I forgot about all these things about Jesus Christ. He said that I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lay, gives his life for the sheep. If he gave his life for you, how can he not with him also freely give you all things? Look at this. Paul says, I cease not to give thanks for you. Making mention of you in my prayers. What am I praying for? That the, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of who? Him. Of, who is the him? Jesus. Jesus Christ. He wants you to have wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. Concerning Jesus. Get, getting to know more about Jesus. So that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. So that you may know the hope of his, of Jesus' calling of you. Of his calling. Eh? And what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in you? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power at work in you? His calling, his inheritance. His calling, his inheritance, his power in you, for you. That is Christianity. Miss this foundation, you have missed something very powerful. You've been looking for something else in the Bible. You've been looking for scriptures that will make you become something. That's, that's what a lot of people are. A lot of people are having so many problems because the, the, the Jesus is not their, the aim for the scriptural searches they are on. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Hmm. In Ephesians chapter 3. <laughs> Look at Ephesians chapter 3. Let's read from verse 3. Okay. Let, let's read from Go to verse 2. 
so that he says if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given to me toward you or to me for you how that by revelation he made who who made known unto him Jesus made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in few words next verse whereby when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Next verse. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs under the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of, of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. <laughs> Next verse. Unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of who? Of your father of your uncle, of your brothers, of your sisters, of Ghana, of the, of, of, of the economy of the world. The unsearchable riches of Jesus Christ. It's when you read Christ, don't think he's talking about Aaron Christ <laughs> eh, or Helena Christ. He's talking about Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm talking about? He's talking about Jesus Christ. So, there's a quest and knowledge Epignosis, not just reading something, getting to know who this Jesus is. Who is this Jesus? The one by whom all things were made, and the one for whom all things were made. The one by without whom nothing was made, that is made. The one in whom is life. If you if you are if you know him as life, eh, you will not have any problem with your health. Yes, life is oozing out of you. People are seeking what? Life, but not him. They are seeking the life, but, but he is the, the life is inside him. He is the life. He is the life. Yes. I see what I'm talking about. I see the foundation I'm talking about. It's a very, very knowing and loving Jesus Christ, though. That is the reason, though. Nothing else. Paul says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his suffering, so that I may be made conformable unto his death. Everything about Jesus, about Jesus, about Jesus. Look at the next verse, verse eleven. That's Philippians chapter three, verse ten. I just read that to you. That it says, "If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead." Next verse. Not as though I had already attained; it that were already perfect, but I follow after. I follow after I follow after Jesus. I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. I want to know the reason why he called me. Did, did Paul not know why he called him? He knew, but he wanted to know more and more and more and more and more. Jesus was his focus. And when Jesus is your focus, there's no end to the following. Yes. The first instruction Jesus gave to, to to Peter was follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. The last instruction he gave to him was follow me. He didn't say follow church growth or follow power or follow righteousness or follow riches or follow fame or follow whatever. He said follow me. As you follow me, I will make you. I will make you into whatever it is that you, that needs to be. You need to be made into. Not any. Not, none of those things. So as soon as you shift the focus from knowing Jesus into no, now you are you have a quest of power. That is why some pastors can go for power from, from different places because they are looking for power. They are not looking for Jesus. They are looking for power. One pastor was in America, Ghanaian, but he was in America and he wanted to really have power. 
and he was told to come down to Ghana. And when he came, they took him to somewhere in Inzema. And he went for power. Because, you know, there, there was this pastor who had gone for power from there. And he also followed and went for power from there. Yeah. Today he's in prison now. He killed his own wife. Yes. He killed his own wife. Yes. He killed his own He shot his wife seven times in America. In the open. I think the power had eaten into his mind. It's like he's vanished. As he's doing it, he has vanished. Right? They were seeing him. Camera had caught him. They were seeing him. Hey! You are seeking power. Not, not the giver of power. You are in trouble. Yes. Yes. They may know that you, the one true God and Jesus Christ. What? Yeah. John 17. Let's, let's look at it. Hallelujah. It says, and this is, this is Jesus talking. It says, and this is eternal life. That they might know thee, the only true God, and know, and know Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. This is it. This is what? This is it. That's why I'm still preaching about it. Because it's very important. <laughs> BBI, everything is to know him. The power of his resurrection. Fellowship of his suffering. That I will be made conformable to, unto his death. You see? Then he says, not that I have, I have attained. I don't think I have attained. And I don't think, verse 12, not as though I had already attained. So Christ, Paul had been around for a long time. But he says, I've, I've, I've not attained unto what I need to attain unto. Either we're already perfect. No. But I follow after. The word follow after is to pursue with a certain kind of great desire. He had a great... Let me look at the Greek word for you. I, I, I was looking at the Greek word just a few days ago. Eh? The Greek word is dioko. D-I-O-K-O. Dioko. And it means to make, to run, okay, to run swiftly in order to catch a person or thing. To run after. To press on. Eh? Figuratively of one who in a race runs swiftly to reach the goal, to pursue. So he says, not, not as though I've already, I'm already perfect, but I follow after, I pursue, I run swiftly, not run slowly, I run swiftly to, to attain, to catch on to him. If that I may apprehend that for which also I'm apprehended of, of Christ Jesus. Wow. So this is the aim of Christianity. This is it. To know Love, pursue him. Every morning. You can be fasting for phone. Or fasting for a house. Or fasting for a car. Or fasting for a beloved. Learn to fast to get to know Jesus some more. The reason for the fast is I want to have revelation and wisdom, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus, concerning Jesus Christ. I want Christ to dwell in my heart by faith. I want to know the love of Christ which surpasses all understanding. Ephesians chapter 3. Look at verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named, eh? that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with mind by the Spirit, by his Spirit in the inner man. I pray that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Is Christ not dwelling in our hearts? I'm praying that Christ will dwell in your hearts by faith. Like you get to know him, you get to know his presence in you more and more. That he, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all things what is the, the breadth and length and depth and height. And to know the love of who? 
The love of who? Christ. Is it the love of your beloved? No. The love of Christ, which passes knowledge, so that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Wow. Well, this is it. I mean, read the Bible well. You will see. As I've given you, you just see it all over the place. You see Jesus Christ written all over. You see. Yes, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Look at Colossians 3, 1. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Hmm? Seek those things <laughs> which are above where Christ, where Jesus is on the right hand of God. Look at the next verse. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. Next verse. For you are dead, and your life is hid with who? With Jesus in God. Then he says, when Jesus, who is our life? If you understand that Jesus is your life, you will get to know about him. You read more about him. If you want to know about your life, read about Jesus. He says, when Christ, who is our life? Your life, no, is Jesus. So as you are reading about Jesus, you are actually reading about your life. <laughs> when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. That is the foundation. And that foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to help you get to know Jesus some more. blessing even in Jesus name amen. amen now I want you to listen to this message over and over I said so many things okay almost every statement is a, is a scripture yes I was trying not to quote too many scriptures that is why I didn't mention them but if Jesus is your focus listen you will not be afraid you will not be afraid Sometimes someone says that, oh, I'm into prostitution because I don't know how I'm going to take care of myself. I don't have, you don't, you don't know Jesus. You don't know him. If you knew him, you know that he will supply. He will supply your every need. Your every need. There's no need to scam. You don't need to scam anyone. You don't need to touch computers. You can work honestly, genuinely. And the Lord will take care of you. You'll be shocked. The Lord will take care of you. You don't need to do any of those things. The Lord will take care of you. He will take care of you. You'll be shocked. Yeah. Yes. He will take care of you. He will take care of you. Believe Him. Trust Him. Trust him. It may be difficult initially, but trust him. He will honor his word in your life. You'll be shocked. He's the one who multiplies bread. Though. He multiplies bread in his hands. The five loaves and the two fishes is multiplied. And everyone will be filled, will be fed and filled, and there will be surplus. There will be extra. 
extra 12 baskets will be gathered. Trust him. Trust him. Yes. Trust him. He will honor you. So your job is to get to know, get to know him more and more and more and more. He will protect you and preserve you. Jesus said that all those that you give to me, I have lost none. Except the son of perdition. So that the scriptures might be fulfilled. If you know him as the one who preserves, he says, I wish I could preach more. John chapter 5, verse, is it 20? Yes. Nobody can pluck them out of my hands. 22, go to 22. John 10 28. John 10 28. Wow. Go to 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. This is Jesus talking. And I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish. They shall, this is Jesus talking. He says, They shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Nobody can pluck them out of my hand. If you're in Jesus' hand, nobody can pluck you out. Nothing, no one, no circumstance, nothing can pluck you out. Nobody can pluck you out of his hand. Romans, book of Romans chapter 8. Look at verse 34. Who is he that condemned and describes that idea? Rather, this reason again, who is even at the right hand of God? Also, who also maketh intercession for us? Jesus makes intercession for you. Hey! This same Jesus oh, makes intercession for you. Look at the next verse. Who shall separate us from the love of who? Not of God, of Christ. The love of Jesus. Like Jesus has some special love. It's still it's the love of God, but he, he's very specific. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Sound tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril? or sword who shall separate us from the love of Christ the love of Jesus Christ next verse he loves you so much nothing can separate you nobody can take you out of his hand as it's written for thy sake we are killed all the day long we are counted as sheep for the slaughter verse 37 nay in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us who is him that loved us Jesus Jesus this Jesus the same Jesus it's time to get to know him it's time to get to love him it's time to fall in love with him over and over again because those who know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits okay God bless you for listening we pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.